Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show, our August 14th edition here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, as always. And for one of the few times in recent months, we are guestless today. Just me and you. (laughs) Good morning, Sandy. Good to be here as always. And yeah, it's just, but at least we're in the studio. It's you and I. Um, We don't have a guest today. I can tell you that um, we do have a list of people that want to come on the air with us. So I have them uh, scheduled out a little ways. Uh, Today just didn't work for a number of them for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, it's fun to have guests in here and they're always entertaining. They they feel nervous. They think they're going to mess up, but they don't. They, they just do a really good job. More and more, though, lately, we are seeing what you just suggested. People want to come on. They do. And they want to talk about their SEL experience. You were telling me, though, before the show, you wanted to talk about the history of mortgages and maybe do the program a little bit differently from our customary okay. uh, questions and your responses and the feedback uh, we get through our email segment, which is always valuable right. uh, in most every instance uh, when we do the emails, which is almost every week. But you wanted to talk about the history history of mortgages and that sounds like an interesting topic especially with interest rates so low right now and how the mortgage business has evolved and you with your three decades plus of experience <laughs> in the industry are the perfect man to talk history <laughs> well i i have been around a while sandy but i haven't been around since the inception of mortgages <laughs> thank goodness sir i'd be i'd be even older but you know orlando asked me about it once a few weeks ago and um i i thought i had the answer and i got it pretty close but then i thought i'm going to do a, a tiny bit of research and and so i found it really interesting do you know that home mortgages prior to the depression or right before the depression were structured as five or 10 year loans. That was it. And then there was a balloon payment at the end of the five or 10 year period. So uh, banks did those, did those loans, but it was a whole different, um, whole different structure, much shorter term. So then along comes the depression. So But speaking of that, I want to deviate for just a second, Sandy. As I was thinking about this today, have you ever seen the movie Seabiscuit? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it it happened during the Depression, right? Right. For our listeners that have not seen them, I've probably watched it five times. It's just an incredible movie, uplifting and motivational. And I I love horses anyway. But, yeah, you got to check it out on Netflix or Apple TV. Seabiscuit is a great, great movie. But anyway, um, back to the history of mortgages. So when the Depression came, values dropped about 25%. So it it was big. It was it was really huge. So at that time, there was about a thousand homes that were foreclosed upon every day. Now that sounds, I mean, that's bad, obviously. Uh, but that was in 1933. So today that number would be, gosh, it would be magnified way more than that. So, so here's what uh, President Roosevelt did. He did five things. He developed the Homeowner Loan Corporation, which bought all these defaulted mortgages. 
And then he changed them to longer term mortgages and fixed rates and reinstated them. So you can imagine that's huge for the homeowners. They Nobody wants to lose their house. So then they created the FHA. They created Fannie Mae. And, and the, um, the banks were able then to do longer-term mortgages because they could then sell them to Fannie Mae. So that was the secondary market. And then along came longer terms and, and much more like we know of it today. So I think some of those policies weren't necessarily meant for more home ownership, but that's what it resulted in. So home ownership rose from like 43% in 1940 yeah. to 64% in 1980. So it was great for the industry, great for homeowners. Um, but I thought it was really interesting, you know, way back uh, at that time. So, yeah, it's it's a whole different world today, but uh, interesting stuff. It seems like more of a tech industry now. Is that accurate? That's a very, very good assessment, Sandy. Um, there's companies out there now that call themselves fintechs, financial tech, right, and and are in mortgages. Or even some, some large mortgage companies are calling themselves a tech company that does mortgages, right? And and it, that's true to some degree because there's a lot of technology in our world. Uh, just unbelievable, more and more every single year. You know, we have something called um, uh, desktop on. Underwriting. We call it DU. And a lot of realtors are dialed into this. A lot of people say, okay, well, you, have you gotten a DU approval? Desktop underwriting. So that happened years ago in our industry, but that was changed everything from a manual underwrite to an automated underwrite. So we input all this information into the system, we get an automated approval, and we're good to go. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a whole different world today. I surmised as you were relaying your story on the history going way, way back into the 20s and, of course, the Depression era and Roosevelt's response. And I also remember you're telling me at least a couple of times that home values have only gone down twice in the history of the company. You just outlined the first. Yes. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, was it anything like that in 2008, something you directly experienced. Oh boy, we lived through that. That was that was that was ugly. And you know, prior to that, I remember sitting around a conference table with bankers, and we'd talk about, okay, well, you know, we should look at doing this volume, and we should look at doing that. And and home values have only fallen once in the history of the country at that time, and that was during the Great Depression. We said, well, that's never going to happen again. Well, it it sort of did. But I don't say that to scare people. I say that because, well, one, it's fact. It's only happened twice in the history of the country, and our country country, as you know, has been around for a very, very long time. So, And that was a major catastrophe in 08, 09. And, and I think the government learned from that that, you know, it started with the CRA, Community Reinvestment Act. Everybody should own a home and we'll have all these crazy loan programs. And no, that, that didn't make sense for a whole number of reasons. So hopefully we learn from that. It'll never happen again. And, you know, we'll talk about those days like they're way, way, way back in history. Well, they're getting further and further away all the time. Right. And it seems as if 
real estate is still a very good investment. You know, it is. It absolutely is. I, I, you know, I'm in the industry, but even if I wasn't in the industry, I would still be a big proponent of home ownership because it's, it's like, it's still the American dream. Everybody wants to own their own home as opposed to being a renter. So home ownership is all the benefits come with it. The appreciation, the interest write off the, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So yes, real estate, Sandy is still a very, very good investment. And uh, this is a mortgage show, but you could, I would think, make the argument that real estate and the stock market are both good long-term investments. They, They are. They absolutely are. It's, you know, people say, should I wait to buy a house? And we say, no, you should buy a house and wait. It's a long-term, you should, it's a long-term I don't investment. I think you phrased Just, it quite like that before, but that's a catchy turn of a phrase. Yeah, well, thank you. I, once in a while, I can come up with something. So. And that's yours and yours alone, by the way. You're not taking that from Socrates or no. any of these people you love to quote. No, I don't have to give anybody credit for that one except me. So, yeah, instead of, should I, should I wait to buy real estate? No, you should buy real estate, and then you should wait let it appreciate let it to you know get your mortgage eventually paid off take advantage of all the um, appreciation and interest write off while it's happening and and the stock market is the same way we told have told our kids you know look at your what the market is doing every single day it'll it'll drive you crazy right you oh put, yes absolutely put, yeah because it, it goes up it goes down it, but if you look at the long term it's done very very well and it's been a great investment for people that have been in it for a long term so i think real estate and the and the market whether you are into you know stocks or bonds or equities or what whatever your your favorite uh, investment vehicle is as long as you're in it long term and you look at it that way as opposed to short-term gains or losses, you're going to be just fine. There are two personality traits. One I exhibit, procrastination. Mm-hmm. And then there is anxiety and the reaction you just spoke of when there's a short turn dip in the stock market there are some who get very anxious yeah. and say well my goodness uh i've got to do something when you really don't and and i like speaking of turn of the phrase you know the standard cliche don't just stand there do something yeah yeah don't just do something stand there <laughs> or sit there yeah and that's kind of what you're saying when it comes to these fluctuations um and and certainly when it comes to homeowning, you don't want to procrastinate. But sometimes when you're looking at the, at the long term, it's a good idea. Don't just do something, especially if you've just done something before. You don't do another thing right in back of it. Right. Do your thing and then just sit there. Well, I, yeah, maybe I knew you were a procrastinator. I didn't really know, but but I know you are um, you're a conservative kind of guy, right? Fiscally, and and yeah. I don't know about your politics. This is a mortgage show, but but I know and and fiscally conservative. I right. like that because it's it's sound, it's it's practical, it's it's the way you accumulate things, whether it's assets or cash or or whatever it is. And and I think real estate is the same way. You you accumulate these 
these assets, you see them appreciate, you see the, um, uh, you know, you get the mortgage paid off. And, and right now, when you can borrow 30-year money at ridiculously low interest rates, it's a great time to be in that uh, industry. I'll tell you, um, I can't wait for this next segment because you've got a new loan program. We do. To talk about. And we will keep people in suspense for at least (laughs) a few more minutes. But we'll have your answer coming next. A new program at SCL Mortgage. 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com. More next on the SCL Mortgage Show right here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. All right, Larry, we're back, and I know you've been anxious to get to this topic about a brand-new program, and I'm not surprised, but tell us about this program you're introducing today for the first time, and it is, I think I have this right, a new doctor loan program? What is that all about? That's exactly right, Sandy. We are are super excited about this at at SEL Mortgage because it's, one, it's it's brand new to us. It's brand new to a lot of the industry because... um, some of these programs have been around before but didn't see a lot of success. But I think this one, now we have the guidelines such that we're going to see a lot of success with this. And so we call it our doctor program, but it's it's really for a bunch of um, uh, professional designations, whether you're a, a, a doctor, a dentist, a, a chiropractor, a doctor of, of optometry, a podiatrist, any of that, all Cap, this program captures all of those professions. So um, it's, it's available now in Colorado. It's available through SCL Mortgage. Uh, it is an adjustable rate mortgage, but they're, the way they're tailored, Sandy, we can fix it for three. Uh, we can fix it for three years, five years, or seven years. So that's a that's a really long time. Uh, it's available for single families. It's available for condominiums. And here is probably the coolest part of it. You know, when when students come out of college, especially medical students, they've got a lot of debt. I think the percentage of them that come out of college without any is, is way below single digits. So imagine spending all that time in school. Okay, I know when I get out of school, I'm going to make pretty good money. But, I mean, there's, uh, there's chiropractors or doctors that can come out with $100,000, $200,000 of debt. No doubt. It's huge. So normally there's a payment attached to that, right? Or it may be deferred for one year, two years, three years, depending on when they go to work, when they get that first job. Well, I have talked to doctors in the past who said, you know, I'd love to buy a house, but I can't because I have all this student debt, right? So this program, we don't even look at the student debt. It's we just it's there, but we don't factor that in, into the income to debt ratio calculation. So as long as it's deferred for 12 months, which is the case most of the time, we don't have to count it. So this program is just off the charts great. And we can go up to $750,000 with with very little, if any, down payment. I, I say very little, if any, because it's depending on different factors, FICO score and all that. But you imagine having all this debt, but still being able to buy a house uh, without counting that student debt against them. So the doctor program is, is we're really excited about it. The timing of this new program seems especially appropriate it, right now because yeah. I'm reading and hearing about student loan debts rising, 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 no matter who you are. 
Yeah, just just about everybody. I mean, student loan debt, uh, automobile loans. I mean, there's there's just a lot of debt out there in this country. Even credit card debt is yes. like some in, in a, you know all time highs kind of stuff, which is which is kind of scary. But this program, um, you know, it's a way for a doctor or a, a dentist or somebody to get into a house, especially with these super low interest rates. They have a good job. They make good money. And then once the student loans come out of forbearance or deferment, they're still able to make those payments because they'll have a career and, you know, their income goes up pretty, uh, pretty nicely. So it's it's a really, really good time. And I think and, and because who doesn't want to own a house? Right. If you went to school, you've got a great job. Yes. I want to be a homeowner for my family. You're anticipating, I'm sure, the natural follow up question. Yeah. What about all the other recent college grads? They have student debt, too. How does that affect their ability to buy a house? Well, that's <clears throat> that's the, the appropriate question, Sandy. And and yes, what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have done has has made it um, easier for other college kids coming out of uh, school to buy a house. It used to be that if there was a payment attached to it, we would use that payment. Or if there was no payment attached to it, we would have to apply a percentage. And it was a pretty big number, making it hard for people to qualify. Well, now, Freddie Mac attaches a half of a percent to that student debt. So that payment ends up to be pretty darn small, even if you have fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. So we've been able to get a lot of um, people qualified to buy a house, even with the student debt that they have, as long as they have income, of course, and, and, and a job. But they don't have to be on the job for a number of years. We only need to see 30 days worth of pay stubs, and we are good to go. So yeah, it's not maybe not quite as cool as the doctor program, but you know we have our down payment assistance program. We have a lot of other things to uh, help out those first time buyers. You mentioned forbearance before, yes, and I want to reinforce that and and clarify it because we haven't talked about it uh, in quite some time. So I, I thought we should bring that up again in terms of how that affects a person's credit report. You know, I, I, I get the government came out with that program during the pandemic to help people out, and, and that was okay. That was probably a good thing. But I think maybe a lot of people took advantage of it that didn't need to. In fact, I've talked to people. They said, well, yeah. it's there. Yeah, I still have my job. I'm still making yeah. good money. But why not take advantage of it? Well, nothing's free. <laughs> you know, It's just not. And so you have to pay that back, and it's going to show on your credit report that you are in forbearance. So <clears throat> that means, one, we have to pay it back or we have to put the payment plan in place and you've got to get it. So, you know, it's the old adage, nothing is for free. And if it sounds like it, well, give us a call. We can explain it to you. Maybe it's not the right thing for you to do. If you have that payment and it's your payment and you have the ability to make it, let's make it. So not always a good thing. I know you've stressed that before in all areas and you particularly say don't blow off your mortgage payment please oh no please <laughs> you know, that, that, and 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 this kind of idea is is similar uh yeah you could partake in the program but probably if you're doing well leave well enough alone leave it and, exactly and don't take uh improper advantage of something that really doesn't work 
to your Yeah, demand. it's not designed for the person who still has their job and still getting right. a paycheck right. and, and all that. It's designed for the person that loses their job so they don't yeah. lose their house. That's right. Right? Yeah, that's it, right. It's the same thing with what's going on with landlords right now. It's, yeah. In my opinion, it's horrible because of course there's people is. not making the rent payment. But the landlord still has to pay the bank on their mortgage payment, right? And maybe that tenant is in there and employed and doing just fine. You got to make your payments, right? You got to take some responsibility, in in my opinion, and make that payment. You can't live for free. You can't own your house for free. So, yeah, just do the right thing. Make the payment. It catches up with you if you don't. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, Since I, again, saw or read somewhere about car loan forbearance. Is that a good idea? Uh, that sounds like a, a don't. When we talk about do's and don'ts right, in your right. world, that sounds like a don't to me. That Just is instinctively, I think that's a don't. Am yeah, I right? Good, good catch. Good call. Um, the reason I bring that up, or I'm glad you brought it up, but it's coincidence that one of our loan officers was uh, was in my office this week, and he said, I got to tell you this story about um, one of my customers. He had a car loan with a credit union, and the credit union came out with this program and said, hey, if you want to skip a month or two of your car loan payments, that's okay. We're not going to count it against you on your credit report, and, and we're not going to do that or you know, just giving you a break. Well, you know what? He did that. He took advantage. He didn't make his car payment for two months. But then it said on his credit report that that's what happened. So it was forbearance, and it didn't affect his credit score, like the credit union said, but it did show that he didn't make his payment. And in our world, you got if you want a mortgage, you got to make your payment. So I, again, I would say to folks, okay, if you are in a situation where you absolutely can't make that house payment or can't make your car payment, that's one thing. But if you have the ability to make it, make it because it doesn't go away. That's the lesson here. If you yeah. have the ability to pay, pay. Almost regardless of, of the context. Unintended consequences as you're talking. I'm thinking of that too. That you say, well, maybe in the most recent example you cited, your credit score isn't affected, but it still goes on your record. Yeah. That you skipped a payment yeah. or two, it's still there. I mean, it doesn't it it doesn't hide. It doesn't go away. It doesn't get added onto the back of your loan. Right. You have to pay it, right? And and we tell people about this because we want them educated. I want them informed so they know that oh, okay, well, this sounds like it's free, but maybe it's not free. I I really need to do a little more digging, or maybe I should call a mortgage loan officer and say what is the good or the positive or the negative about this? Is this something I should consider? No. Give us a call. We can explain it to you and keep you on the right track. You are the Sultan of the Segway. 303-790-2222 is the number to call. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. When we come back, customer emails. That's next with the SCL Mortgage Show on Sports Radio, 104.3 The Fan. As we most always do on the SCL Mortgage Show, our third segment is devoted to customer emails. And again, let me remind you about the SCL Mortgage Show Sunday edition with Orlando Franklin on Sunday starting at 7.30. We go on Saturdays, as you know, from 7 to 8, and on Sundays from 7.30 to eight right here on sports radio 104.3 the fan and i know you enjoy doing that uh oh he's been out recently with yep. uh, his coaching internship so uh 
you have a fill-in, I believe, uh, at least for some of these shows in Parker Hillis. I do. I do. In fact, uh, Parker's going to do the show tomorrow for Orlando because he's. I think he's coming back at the end of he the day. He is coming back at yeah. the end of the day, I believe. Okay. Yes. I, did, uh, I did actually talk to him earlier this week. We got some stuff going on. He and his family are looking at a new house, and uh, he's loving what he's doing, but he misses his wife and kids. Yes. <laughs> a lot. So. Well, he had that kind of mixed reaction before he left, and I think it's yeah. uh, kind of played out that way. He's excited about the opportunity, but uh, you're in kind of a bunker for about a month. Oh, boy. You, you really yeah. are. And you don't come out of that bunker except to sleep for six hours. Yeah. Maybe. Long days. Long, long days. days. On long the field days. or in meetings. Especially or... if you're a coaching intern because you're doing a lot oh, of stuff. Of course. You know, that seems routine but can be drudgery after a while. Yeah, Breaking yeah. It's very film tedious. And studying practice tape and, and doing all sorts of things. But it's great experience for Orlando, and we welcome him back. We also welcome customer emails. Uh, last week we took a break. But this week we're back at it, and you have a huge stack. Oh, I do. And you know what, Sandy? I, I, I like this segment that we do more and more every week because not only do our customers have really good, intelligent questions, they are saying things that we talk about on the radio. They're saying DPA for down payment assistance. They're saying not a lot of income on my tax returns. I want to use a bank statement loan program. So they're they're listening, they're hearing, they're getting educated and informed. So this is that's really cool. Uh, okay, so Jeremy emailed us and said, "Would like to refinance our first mortgage, HELOC, home equity line of credit, and cash out into one mortgage to consolidate debt we use to renovate the house." Jeremy, that's a super, super good idea because, well, good for you. You put money back into your home, so that's going to add to the value of your home. And if you have that on a HELOC or credit cards or whatever it is, let's wrap that all into one, get you a single-digit mortgage interest rate and something that's deductible for you. So great, uh, great idea, Jeremy. Thanks for being a listener. Um, okay, so Brian emailed, <clears throat> excuse me, and said, first time home buyer, credit in the 800s, good for you, Brian, found a place, good income, serious buyer, please help. Okay, well, uh, Brian, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. Um, sounds like you have some down payment, but if you need help with some more, then we have our down payment assistance program. We are able to move pretty quickly. You sound like a very serious buyer, as you as you indicate, so... That's what we're going to do. We're going to help you out, and we're going to make you a first-time homeowner. So thank you for the email. And as you said, if you've got that kind of FICO score, all kinds of doors open up. They all open up. That's, oh, with 800 FICO score. You know, I didn't mention to you, Sandy, but our down payment assistance program used to uh, have a minimum FICO score of 660. Yes. That's just been lowered to 640. So... There's a Great whole other news. That's something else new in the world else of new. Uh, SCL mortgage. Right, right. So, so that's all all good stuff. It's all it's all good news again this week. <clears throat> okay, so Todd, e- <clears throat> excuse me, Todd emailed and said, "Want to look into a refinance? My wife and I are self-employed. Listen to this, Andy. So, would like to use the bank statement approach instead of taxes." 
Thank you, Todd. I, I can tell you've been a listener of this show. Um, you know about our bank statement loan program. So <clears throat> if your taxes don't show a lot of net income, that's perfectly fine. You and your wife are, are self-employed, so good for you for that and, and good for both of us now because we have a loan program for you. Okay, so uh, let's see. Roy emailed and said, um, I need to know your thoughts on refinancing. I have 22 years left on our mortgage at an interest rate of 3.5, but considering taking out some equity for a remodel of about 30,000. I don't want to do it if my monthly payment is going to be increased very much. Okay, so... You know what I would say to you, Roy? One, thank you for the email. But two, let's do the math. That's what the loan officers are going to do. So if you need thirty grand, I know we can get a payment or an interest rate lower than what you have. So with that new interest rate, that new payment with the additional thirty thousand outs probably not going to be any more, or if it is, very very little. So you think about okay, I just put thirty grand into my house. Maybe that makes the value of whatever it is today plus more than thirty grand, and it costs you just a couple bucks a month more. And, oh, by the way, that interest is still deductible. So to me, it, it sounds on the surface like a win-win for, uh, for Roy and his family. Uh, okay, Karen emailed and said, I'm interested in, oh, here we go, Sandy, learning more about uh, bank statement loans for self-employed. I've heard you on the fan on Saturday, and my husband told me he has heard you on the fan on Sundays. So, well, thank you, Karen and husband, for, for being a loyal listener. We appreciate that. And this is, um, this is a uh, northern Colorado area code. So, um, yes, uh, <clears throat> our bank statement loan program is designed specifically for people that are self-employed and have been for two or more years. So looking forward to, to helping you out, Karen. Uh, okay, so Creston, I want to make sure I pronounce that correctly. Creston emailed, checking to see if me and my GF, I'm assuming that's girlfriend, uh, can get qualified for an FHA loan. Okay, well, <clears throat> again, that's exactly what we do. Uh, Creston will look at your income, uh, your girlfriend's income, put them together. It doesn't matter if you're not married, you're going to occupy the house together. Perfectly fine. So, yes, with an, <clears throat> excuse me, an FHA loan... Uh, you only need to have 3.5% down, but we can use our down payment assistance program for you. So now you can get in with you know maybe $1,000 or maybe $2,000. But we're going to do the math for you and find out exactly what we can do for you. Okay, uh, Kathy emailed, oh, also from 970, Sandy, said, want to get a home equity loan. So... My guess is the loan officer said to Kathy, which is exactly what I would say, Kathy, why do you think you want a home equity loan? Um, maybe, and, and depending on what you're going to do with the money. If you're going to put it into your house, okay, that's all right. But if you're going to pay off credit cards and stuff like that, then you cannot deduct that interest any longer. So I would caution you on that. And I would also caution you that Depending on how much you want, if you want ten grand or fifteen grand, okay, we should take a look at that. But if you want something more twenty thirty forty fifty thousand dollars, I would try to well, I would tell you all the disadvantages of the home equity in my opinion because it 's likely to be an adjustable it 's likely to increase in payment and 
if you're going to use it for your house, again, it's deductible. If you're going to use a portion of it for something else, the interest is not deductible. So whatever your choice is, um, Kathy, that's just fine. I just want to make sure that you're educated and you've got all the, uh, all the information you need to make the right decision. Okay. Okay. So Dale and Beth uh, emailed us looking at a possible purchase in the next 60 to 90 days. Self-employed with decent income, decent credit, don't show much on taxes. Well, that sounds <laughs> sounds like a bank statement loan program to me. Um, you know, I, I just randomly grab or somebody gives me all these emails, Sandy. I don't, I really don't pick and choose. But it's interesting how many people are self-employed, right? For uh, maybe 40, 50% of the emails we read are people that are self-employed. I, you know, when you and I first started doing this way back when, I don't think we had an idea there were that many self-employed people. We didn't. And you had a pretty fair estimate when you started the company and you wanted to introduce this program first and foremost. You had a pretty good idea of how many people there were, but even you have been surprised over the years at how many more there seem to be, and it's a much higher percentage Way of higher. our email Way higher. collection. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a good thing for us, and, and, and it's a good thing for our customers, more importantly. So, yeah, you've got, you've got the deposits on your bank statement, so that's how we're going to get you qualified, Dale and Beth, and thank you for the email. Um, okay, Samantha has emailed us. She has a bunch of questions. Um, Samantha says, I'm looking to purchase a home within the next year. This would be my first home purchase. I do have some questions. I just started working my job as of March 2021. She said, I don't have two years of employment history. Is that a problem? I just got out of school as a veterinarian. So that could very, very well be the doctor program. There you go. We just introduced. So very possible. Uh, I'm very interested in down payment assistance. Okay. What are the requirements? I currently have a score in the mid 700s. No, no debt. No problem. My school loans are pretty high overall. Wow. This, this is sounding more and more like our doctor Taylor program. For, yeah. Exactly. So um, she said, I'm super busy. Uh, email is the best way to, uh, to talk to me. So absolutely, we'll do that. Samantha, thank you for the email. It's very, very timely. We've got time for one more. One more. Okay. So, um, okay, this is from Doug, who simply said, thinking about a refinance, not sure. Well, Doug, that's our job. That's why we're here. That's what we do for you. We're going to do the math. We're going to do all the options, uh, give you as many as we can, and then you'll know if it makes sense for you or not. But um, we're going to find out. That's what we do. Well, we got quite a few in today, and our thanks to Jeremy, Brian, Todd, Roy, Karen, Creston, Kathy, Dale, and Beth, Samantha, and Doug for your emails. We'll have many more next week. And coming next... Well, first, we'll remind you, 303-790-2222 is the number for SCL Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. We'll talk about the issue of refinancing coming up next. You know, Larry, we talk a lot about this being a good time to refinance or a good time to buy a house. So that seems like a lot of mortgages. So how big is your world? Do you have any idea these days? Oh, I, I know exactly how big it is, Sandy. And and. You, you can imagine, you know, it's fortunately for us, we've always been busy since we since we started the company six and a half years ago. But the last couple of years have been insanely busy for us, lots of other mortgage companies. But 
because it's been good for our customers. Interest rates are incredibly low. So, yeah, think about this, Sandy. This is a mind-blowing number. I know exactly. Last year in 2020, there was $3.8 trillion worth of mortgages done. $3.8 trillion. I mean, that just seems like a monster number, and it is. It, it's, it's very big. So, uh, And the predictions are this year is going to be almost as big, like $3.6 trillion. So <laughs> what's, a, what's a trillion between friends, right? So, yeah, it's, it's very busy, but, um, I, I, you know, we talk about it every week. It's a great time for our listeners. If you haven't refinanced, give us a call. Let's talk about it, see if it makes sense for you. If you are thinking about a purchase, maybe it's a good time for you, but let's talk about it. Let's look at all the different options, tell you what the payment's going to be, what the interest rate's going to be, so you can make an intelligent decision, and we can be part of that $3.6 trillion that's going to happen this year. I have to ask then about your bank statement loan program again, and we talked about it a lot in the email segment. Um, your bank statement loan program, of course, applying to self-employed people, and tell me exactly how big that market is now. You just broke down some yeah. uh, percentages for us and uh, do it with respect to bank statement loans, if you could. Well, you know, when we had uh, when we had Chris on a, a few weeks ago, we talked a lot about the bank statement loan program. And he brought up a couple of things, the number of self-employed people in this country and the number of how this segment of the industry has grown since we st- first started doing these loans uh, when when we opened the doors of the company six and a half years ago. And. We talked about it a lot on the radio, and more and more people learned about this program. But it's interesting, there are still people that don't know about this program. So the size of the industry, it's not as large as the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac kind of traditional stuff, uh, but it is still well in the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, just just under a trillion, actually. So that's the potential of it, right? So... You know, it's it's hard to put a number on it exactly like the Fannie Freddie loans, but we know it is so huge and still not everybody knows about it. So that's 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 why I want to keep talking, talking, talking every week until every self-employed person knows that they can get traditional mortgage financing and not shut out from that world. I don't know if it's the only reason, but it has to be the biggest reason that people don't know about the program. It's because other than you folks at SCL, nobody's offering it. <laughs> Nobody talks about it. The banks sure don't. No. Banks don't. Credit unions don't. Large mortgage companies don't. In fact, you know, there's there's other mortgage companies in town that advertise on the radio or maybe some on TV. They never talk about bank statement loans, which is, that's okay with me. You know, if you guys don't want to go there, that's fine. But we have them, and we have super good interest rates on these things right now. So, uh yeah, it's uh, it's something we need to keep talking about. Okay, uh, what about the reverse mortgages you do? Have any sense of how big that market is for those 62 years of age and older? Well, I can tell you, Sandy, um, there's still about 10,000 people retiring every day in this country. You've 
told me that yeah, stat. It's still and true. I still don't believe it. It's still it's, yeah, oh, it's hard to believe. Believe it or not, I mean, I, if the research we do on the um, reverse mortgages and and people retiring, I mean, this is a huge country with what three hundred and thirty five million people yes. living here. So you think about ten thousand people a day. That does seem like an awful lot, mm-hmm. but it's real. It's absolutely real. So. Not everybody uh, needs a reverse mortgage, not everybody that's retiring, but there's a pretty significant number of people that do because people are retiring maybe a little bit earlier or even if they're pushing it off um, and you don't want a mortgage or you don't want a mortgage payment when you retire. I think that's kind of ideally how we all want it. We want want our house paid off. So when the paychecks stop coming in, and you still you have less disposable income, so you don't maybe don't want that mortgage payment. Well, that's what we can do with a reverse mortgage. We can refinance your current mortgage into a reverse, and you never have to make a payment on that loan. So, so yeah, that's it's all good, and I, and I assume SCL is of course growing and growing and growing, as you've said, and expanding, but also looking for more good people and we you have are. more than two dozen i think right now right but correct you're looking to expand that number i know you know what what we did last year sandy and and this has worked pretty well for us and so i i say this because everybody out there listening if you are maybe you're not in the mortgage business today maybe you are but you're not perfectly happy give us a call Let's talk about it. Maybe maybe you fit into our culture. Maybe you want a fun place to work. Maybe you're ready for a change. But let's say that you are somebody that has been affected negatively by the pandemic, whether it's a healthcare worker, whether it's a school teacher, whether it's a whatever. But we know you're educated. We know you're smart. We know you have good work ethic. So maybe you want to take a look at the mortgage industry. It's very busy. It's very fun right now. And most importantly, you get to help a lot of people. So that's what we've been talking about lately, Sandy, is if you're not in the mortgage business, but you have all these other good quality characteristic type core values, give us a call. We'd like to talk to you. And again, you have a superb training program. We do. And you get up to speed with people uh, as long as they come with a certain attitude and aptitude, you can get people brought up to speed very quickly. You know, that it comes to mind. We have a, a young lady who's been with us for just about two weeks now. And you, we've had Amanda, Amanda Malbach on yes. the radio. Well, Amanda said, hey, I have this really good friend. Her name is Maria. You should interview her. Well, Maria has now been with us for two weeks, and she's a rock star. We just love her. She, she's She's got all the characteristics we look for. A very smart lady. So... You know, we thank you, Amanda, if you're listening, and um, maybe we'll have uh, the two of them on the radio one day. I think so. I think that's something we need to do. Of course, we can't let you go and not talk about interest rates. And I think another one of your quotes. Yes. Yes. And um, I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question about this quote. I, I know you're going to nail it just because you you are in a sports encyclopedia. But yes, interest rates are still incredibly low. Listeners, if you are one of those people that haven't refinanced, please call us. If you've got a rate in the high threes or or maybe even four percent or more, you've got to call us. I know you're out there because not everybody has refinanced. So interest rates are really, really good. OK, Sandy. So um 
uh, maybe we can do this on a regular basis with these quotes because I love them so much. And Stump the host. <laughs> there or we put go. the pressure on the host. <laughs> okay, so this uh, it's maybe you are, maybe not. So you, the quote is this. You must not only have competitiveness but ability, regardless of the circumstance you face, to never, never quit. It's the same guy who said, I have missed how many thousands of shots in my career. Uh, you know the basketball player I'm talking Michael about. Michael Jordan. Yep, absolutely. He also, I looked it up. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of quotes. I found, yes. I found this one, and it's, it's great. You just, you can't never give up. Never, never, never. Don't go away. Don't give up. You keep trying, you're going to get there. Jordan always talked about, you know, people would celebrate all the game-winning shots he made. Yeah. And he'd always say, I've missed a heck of a lot more than I've ever made. <laughs> but people That's remember right. the ones I've made. But the answer is not to stop taking them, even if you don't make 50%. Keep taking them. Because Keep it'll taking turn. Them. Yep. It'll turn. The greatest, know, probably I, the greatest basketball player of all time. That's right. And he's living proof of that. That's so right. Absolutely. I love right. these things. Well, we love having you on a weekly basis. Uh, guess or no guess, you're the star of the show. We appreciate <laughs> it. We know we'll have a bunch more guests in the coming weeks. We sure we do. look forward to Very that exciting. as uh, the industry continues to grow, particularly with respect to SCL Mortgage. Larry, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. It's great to be with you. And we'll be back on August 21st with our next edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. But for Larry, tomorrow morning with Parker Hillis, 730 to 8, right here on The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 